We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to up-level that sexy life of yours with expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. Sexuality is our birthright. And yet, as a result of all these messages that we receive in society about what it's supposed to look like, who's supposed to be having it, and what it means about us when we don't fit these ideals. And there can end up being a lot of shame. We can inhibit ourselves from reaching our fullest pleasure potential or even project our ideas onto other people to inhibit their fullest sexual expression. And today is a super special episode with two incredible humans that I will be interviewing, both of whom have powerful voices in advocating for sexuality and disability. Elizabeth Wardovich is a certified yoga instructor, integrative nutrition health coach, and a pleasure empowerment coach who also has grown up with cerebral palsy. She has, is on a mission to help others to realize their truest potential and unlock their pleasure expression to be in their fullest. One of her, her mes- messages I remember talking with her was that yoga and pleasure is for everybody. And how powerful of a message that is, for, especially for those of us who've received these messages, that it's not. My friend AJ Murray is both an actor, a public speaker, and an advocate for disability and sexuality who has been born with cerebral palsy and made it his mission to educate and support others in realizing healthy sex, no matter your physical abilities. And I will never forget this statement that he told me one time, but he said, disability is sexy. And as a powerful reminder to us all that it is us who gets to make our own brand of sexy and no one else. AJ has been a lead actor in movies like Bulletproof and Drunk History, as well as documentaries as Becoming Bulletproof. But before I get to him, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And I want to thank you for your reviews that help me to gain points in the podcast stratosphere. I want to thank you for sharing with your best friend and all your Instagram followers, (laughs) because this is literally my pleasure because I love to help you to eat, play, and sex better. And if you haven't already, head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read about how you can up-level your sex, love, and vitality. (laughs) Now, to our incredible guest that I'm just so stoked to have on the show, AJ, welcome. Thank you so much, Kat. It's, It's great to be here. So AJ, at the beginning of our episodes, we are asking our listeners a little question for a warm up. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. What would you tell your younger self that you feel would be would help them around sex or love? I would tell myself to to don't be scared and just just be open to to seeing what's on your mind as long as you have the the right intention. Mm, wise words. 
I love that. Thank you. Uh, I would definitely tell myself that because I've been in the past, I've been very often, I've been very afraid to, uh, in terms of flirting, like what to say, like, are they going to get upset if I, if, you know, if I <laughs> mention how like nice their booty is or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I said, and we like to, I like to hear my nice, my booty's nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, because sometimes it's like, just just because it may sound good to you, is is it going to come out right or is it going to yeah. sound right? Yeah. How is it going to be perceived by the other person? Yeah. Sure. So, AJ, I've known you for years now. Isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah, I think it's, um, it may be about six years now. I think we met in either 2013 or 14. Yeah. Um, we met through a mutual friend of ours, Amir. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's a really good friend of mine. And um, I was talking about, you know, certain things concerning my sexuality. And he thought that it would be a good idea for us to, to meet. He's been my, 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 wing, my wing man over the years. <laughs> How has he been, been your wing man? Tell me a story. It's just like putting seeing all energy around me, you know, and like ar- arranging things so that I could be around female energy or just opening doors up so that I could um like be around flirtation or flirt myself or or get massages. In certain instances, if he wasn't there, um I w- I wouldn't be doing that for myself because I was a little nervous but uh, <laughs> he definitely uh, works it out for me <laughs> yeah and so we met and it, it was that you were you wanted to expand more around your sexuality I think at that point um, you hadn't experienced sex yourself and you wanted to date more and so we dropped into conversations about what that was like for you and what it is that you wanted to to um, to experience Right. At the time, I think that I mean, thought that we would make a good connection because I was, I wanted to um, explore the area of surrogacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 33 at the time, or 32. And up until that point, I, I had had a sexual experience. And I had seen the movie The Sessions. And even though the sessions is about a white man with polio mm-hmm. who who lived uh, like in an iron lung, there's so many things and so many parallels that I could relate to. Um, he was in his early thirty, early to mid thirties. I was in my early to mid thirties, and um, I I just hadn't had a lot of sexual experience. You know, so I, I was just seeing the movie really was the door opener to be like, I, I, I really need to do this. Yeah. So, yeah, I watched that show, too, that movie, too. And it was really incredibly inspiring to to witness somebody who had you know, had a disability and to be able to work with a professional surrogate. Can you explain to our listeners what a surrogate is? Was it what a sex surrogate is? So sex surrogacy is all about helping people um, 
that's e- that, that are either disabled or been through sexual trauma or just having a hard time um, expressing sexuality or communicating sexuality. A sex surrogate is there um, to, to help you um, have to, to gain um, experience either through, either through exercises or actual uh, sex itself, either through mm-hmm. talk therapy or mentoring or just different ways like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I had connected you with some sex surrogate that I knew and and therapist, uh, psychotherapist who could work with you together through that process. And I think I even went with you in the first in the first talk session to to be able to. Yes, um, you were. Yeah. The the consultation. It was uh, it was it was me, you and another friend of mine. And and you were there. holding my hand literally and figuratively. Yeah, <laughs> it was my pleasure. Cause I can imagine going into something like that. It's, it's can probably bring up a lot of nerves. Like what's going to happen? What is this? What am I doing? Yeah. And sort of the reason why I opted for surrogacy rather than like, I'm, I'm not putting it down at all, rather than working with a sex worker at first is because my impression, and I'm not saying this is, the right one, but my impression at first was, you know, if you were to work with um, another type of sex worker, like, you kind of have to know what you want or what you're doing, and I had, you know, I definitely wanted to explore, I definitely had some things that I was inhibited about and scared about, because I never had an experience like that before, so I thought that it would be best um, to go through a surrogacy process because I know that there are layers. Um, it's it's not like when you have surrogacy, it's not like you go and just on the first day, all right, we're going to rip each other's clothes off and get, <laughs> and get down to it. It's not that. It's very much a layered process. And you find out so much more about being in touch with yourself. Yeah, so it's it's training you. It's bringing you into awareness. It's bringing you into the awareness of your body, of your pleasure, of of sensuality. It was a very very deep process. Uh, you you learn a lot about, especially in the beginning. You learn a lot about uh, what feels good to you. Because um, I noticed, like in the beginning. I was trying to like, okay, what what's gonna feel good to you, to her or you know, but they really had to tell me like in the beginning process, this is all about what feels good to you. Mm-hmm. So it's what they call like sensate focus, and what that is is like in the beginning, you may touch someone's face, like light massage for five minutes, and then, and then. You may go to the eyes, and then you may go to the lips, and then you may go to the arms. And you do this, you do this for, um, and I'm just getting here for today, yeah. but you do this for days, and at a certain point, I was like, you know, not that I was trying to rush anything, but when are we going <laughs> to do it? Because um, it, <laughs> it was very much, you know, I was ready to get rolling, but yeah. we had, it's it's... 
it's a process first. And so you've got many different, you've got the experiential with the, 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 uh, the body experiential with the surrogate. And then the therapist helps you to mentally process this. And then a mentor who's helping to teach you, what are they teaching you? They're just another person along with the talk therapist to help you process what you're yeah. going to be doing, or they tell you uh, what today's session is going to focus on. Yeah. And like, you know, and like, how do you feel about that? Or like what your perception of sexy is. Mm. So you kind of, you kind of talk about things like that. What's something that you learned about your sexuality, your personal sexuality in, in this work? Well, I, I learned about my sexuality that, uh, well, something that my mentor told me is that, like, I was very emotionally mature. Mm. Um, and also, which I'm still kind of learning still to this day, like, that sexuality is okay. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, just because yeah you have certain fantasies or you want to explore things um and or being touched all those things feel good mm -hmm. and that's okay mm. you know it's not wrong because often i don't i don't know why i guess we're gonna be really getting on the couch so to speak but i have a lot of like negative feelings around sexuality I mean mm. that if something feels good then it must be bad you know yeah and so I, re I really had to like I, re I really had to process and explore like why did I feel that way or like you know what do you think that was yeah what do you think caused that belief I, I just think it had, it had a lot to do with two things, um, I have a, I have a church background, and mm -hmm. a lot of times in church, you know, anything surrounding sexuality is is kind of bad. And then also, yeah. I think, I think, and I think another aspect too was, um, I'm, I grew up around all women and I got to see um, the results of some of their bad experiences and so in my head I just I just wanted to be the best man possible and not go too far mm. um, yeah that seems to be such a common collective belief for men out there that they don't want to hurt a woman or they don't want to be perceived as a predator or they don't want to, you know, cause any sort of trauma for women. So they inhibit their own sexuality, their own desire to, to date in order to protect them. Yeah. And a lot of women in, in my life, whether it's family or a lot, some friends you have been through, have been through sexual trauma. And so yeah. I just sort of, uh, observed that and I think for me I internalize it as like well you gotta be you have to be like a gentleman and you have mm -hmm. to you have to but it's almost like I over 
filtered myself. Mm-hmm. That's the fear of like doing the wrong the the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us can hold a similar belief. I I know I can personally relate to you as well. You know, this internal of like not wanting to hurt anyone, not wanting to do anything wrong. You know, not wanting to be wrong. And how that can inhibit our behaviors moving forward or even our, the openness of our heart. I wonder, AJ, how has that been like for you dating? Well, I think I think a big piece for me has been um, being able to uh, get out and be more social. Mm. Um, another one has been uh, a financial. Some of us, a lot of us in the disability community uh, struggle with employment. So mm-hmm. not saying that money is everything, but sometimes you don't feel good enough because you're like, well, I don't have enough money to take uh, to take someone out. You know? Yeah. Dating's and, expensive. I was yeah. like on a date the other day and the bill came back and it was like over a hundred. And I was like, oh, what did we even order? I don't even know. So if you think about taking somebody out on a date multiple times, like that adds up for sure. And then another piece that, that I think about is because I have um, because I have a lot of physical limitation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm just going to be real, real with you. Yeah, like um, Do it. One, of, one of the things that I think about is like, and sometimes I'm not confident is because I need so much assistance. Um, like one of the things I'm going to think about is. Do do I have do do I ask my D to feed me or do I eat before the date or like mm. you know so just just different things like that like how can you how can you have privacy especially if you're dating somebody for the first time like how do you talk about these things like I need help in this area or I may have. Um, a PCA come with me or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or a friend of mine or, or my mom, how's the other person going to feel about that? Yeah. And are you, do you mean somebody, do you date or would you be interested in dating somebody with disabilities or without disabilities? Yeah. Like, like I, I would date, I would date somebody uh, with a disability or without, I'm attracted to, to all kinds of people and all kinds of women. Um, I don't think that, and I don't know if this is wrong or not, but I don't think that I would date somebody with my exact same physical limitations Mm -hmm. because how would we practically um, go forward and and move about and and frankly to... um, to, to 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 have sex if mm-hmm. things get more advanced like how are we gonna be able to have sex because I was ta- I was talking with a friend of mine and we were discussing um you know being sexual but it didn't work out because she said it's not that I wouldn't want to but we both have we both had issues with with mobility yeah and yeah. like so how would we you know, how, how would we, you know, connect with each other if we yeah, have, if we have limited movement or that's a challenge. Yeah. Range of motion. Right. So in, ter- in terms of disability, that's the only thing that I think about 
It's not that I wouldn't date anybody with a disability, but I think they would have to be more physically independent than I am. Mm-hmm. You know? To be able to balance out the, the compliment the two of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So not that I, not that I'm um, uh, <laughs> like discriminatory towards disability because mm-hmm. I'm not. It's more of I think it's more of I just look at it from a practicality perspectives. Sure, sure. And do you, I'm curious about the dating process. So do you ever online date or do you date within the community or what does that look like? Well, with dating, it's always been so challenging for me. I remember several years back, I tried getting on a, on a dating website Um, and, and so basically, um, like I had a profile and for the first couple of times, um, my mom was helping me, Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we had a discussion and she was like, you know, son, um, I, I don't really want to help you with this area of your life and not because like she's against me dating or like puts a limitation on me but like for instance if she said something like what if a girl says something to you that I don't like then I might be tempted to like say something back to her mm. or what Or what if you want to say something to somebody that I don't think they're good for you and so she was like it could, it could just turn into a mess it's just a yeah. mess the cat. I'm waiting to be more independent yeah you know? yeah um, that's got to make it hard because your mom wants to protect you and your mom you know has her own expectations or projections onto you know whoever comes gets to date her her boy you know her man yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then what if I'm trying to say something like like really hard or like you know I, you know I can't imagine saying mom you know type in you know something about her pussy uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah or her big booty I mean you, I guess you can see where I'm at because I've been to booty twice so yeah. I, I, guess, I guess you know what I like <laughs> yeah um, um so. I don't have a lot of dating experience because it's, I haven't necessarily been in a situation that will warrant these questions coming up. Not yet. Mm -hmm. It's not saying that it's always, it's always going to be like that. I've struggled at times in my life with transportation, Mm -hmm. uh, access to employment, access to be able to get out. Um, I don't want to speak for all disability, but some of us in the disability community, a lot of us are like, um, we, we struggle with um, social isolation. I think that has a huge part to do with it. So, yeah. And so, so there's all of these blocks and barriers that make it just make it more difficult, make it more challenging. Do I know you, I threw a lot out there. <laughs> oh, because it's the truth. This is your experience. This is your story. And this is what you want people to actually see what's going on, what it's like to date in, in when you have a disability. And uh, that would make me wonder, you know, are there any myths or stigmas that you would like to clarify for our audience out there? I think a big myth is is that I, I think this is perpetuated by the media. 
or is that people with disabilities aren't sexual mm. or like there's the, the thing that I want to say is that people with disabilities are like um, we're not a monolith we're just as we're, we're not all the same uh, so there's some people that are there are some people that are asexual as well but we're we're not we're not all the same uh, and we're very we're very like we're very like nuanced and we're just as human as everybody else you know yeah and you're Um, sexual and you enjoy sexuality and you enjoy you know the romantic aspect of relationships and and just like anybody else what i wanted to say is like sometimes I I feel like um, people with disabilities go through what I call like social delay, mm-hmm. and I and I'm not trying to say this for everybody um, because I different. Everybody has a different story, so I'm not trying to say that we're all the same. But for some people with disability, when I say like social delay, I mean like most people may get their first kiss at like. 12 or 13 or lose your virginity at like 18 or 20 and for some of us like I didn't have my first kiss until I was 28 and I lost my virginity when I was 33 yeah those things weren't around me to have access to and so like I, I didn't have sex until I was in my mid-30s because I that that situation never came up, and I di- I didn't discover that until my surrogacy. I guess moving beyond the surrogacy, because here you hadn't had sex until you were 33 and then you experienced it in surrogacy for the first time. And then after that, you're not dating. What was that like for you? So I need help with a whole lot of different kind of things. And so the way my life is, right now and how it's been for a long time is that um my family or my mom are my caretakers mm-hmm. and so it's it's really hard to express those things when your parents are your caretakers yeah i can imagine that must be difficult to look up sexy things online look up podcasts or 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 porn (laughs) yes yes and so that could be kind of so it it could it could be kind of hard to express things when you're in uh, that situation so I mean, it's been it's been pretty hard. And then, yeah. and since then, you've been really speaking. You've been advocating for um, sexuality and disability for a while, and and speaking to to um, crowds about this, and really helping people to open their eyes to healthier sex um, and love lives. What what do you see as a vision of how you want to continue to help people who have disability have healthier sex and love life? I just so I'm an actor and mm-hmm. I, I really I'm really into like you know telling stories through movies or television so in a way that I feel like I could do it in a very real way is to like 
portray story with people of all different abilities to to see them have sex and be sexualized in the the positive sense of the word mm. on screen. Mm. And then also I'm trying to figure out a way, and maybe you can help me with this. I'm trying to figure out a way to how do we make sex and sexuality uh, more accessible? I mean, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to do that. Where if you're someone like me who is quadriplegic and needs help with every single thing, and if you're if your mom if your mom is your caretaker. Like, how do you then explore your sexuality if you're in that situation? And um, I'm trying to figure out ways to to navigate that, you know? Yeah, and to create more privacy for you and separation from from your mom bringing in these sexual <laughs> sexual things for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, um, so it's just, and me and my mom are very, very close and very open, but, <laughs> but when it comes to my sexuality, I'm pretty... I'm pretty much very, um, I can't find the word. Like, I'm very, when it comes to my sexuality, like, I'm very open and positive about it, but I'm very mm-hmm. private about it. Like, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want my mom help me looking up stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I know. I don't know that many people would want their mom to open up the browser for them to find, you know, whatever porn we want to watch. <laughs> Yeah, and so what are you, so the question that I'm always coming up with is, or that I'm always grappling with is like, what do you do when you want to explore or express sexuality, but you have your, your, your caretaker is your mom, or you have other personal care assistants mm-hmm. who, who you might not want to, how do, how do you have autonomy when autonomy isn't necessarily accessible to you? Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. Yeah. How do you, how do you be able to move forward in this life in your power and in your decisions when it's caretakers and moms and everybody's kind of making decisions and doing things to aid you? Yeah. I came up with this idea of, mm-hmm. of, Tell me. I want to hear up, it. Yeah. <laughs> I came up with this term called sexual ally. And what it is, is like, so, and when I first tell people, they're like, do you want me to have sex with you? Or that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone that would be like trained in sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, and they would, just like a home health care worker, except they would be trained in sexuality and they would come to your home and help you look up things and, and like, or help you, or help you go somewhere. If you want to go to a sex party or yeah. <clears throat> a dungeon or, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> or, or, or something like that, because, and so you can express your sexuality in, in confidence and on your own time and mm-hmm. without caretakers that you don't want involved in in that part of your life. 
talking about creating such a safe container for you to explore your sexuality and be curious about it. And, and instead of these social messages we get around, again, who, who's supposed to want sex, who, what is sexy, you know, those kinds of things that can inhibit us then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is a great idea. This is so empowering too for people to be able to not only change the narrative around sexuality, but to empower you to to have the exact sex life that you're that you're wanting. I wonder, do you have any other people that you follow that are inspiring around disability and sexuality? Well, I know I know we have our mutual friend Robin. Um, I follow her, and I talk to her sometimes. There's also. Robin uh, Wilson Beatty. Yeah, 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 she's amazing. There's also Bethany Stevens, uh-huh. um, and uh, I, b- I believe she's she's a sex therapist like yourself. And um, so th- those are those are the two that I can think of. Yeah. So anybody who's looking for more inspiration around disability and sexuality, look them up as well as a Johnny Murray on Instagram. Let me just say, like, there's certain things that are out there, like, um, like, um, like assisted sex therapy, where it's mm-hmm. like someone will, um, and I do know some people that do this. Like, for instance, if you're if you're in a relationship, um, you can go to a facility and they will help you. Um, they will help you get into position. Um, so there are different things like that. So I don't oh, want to that that is, that is out there. But mm-hmm. I w- I was talking about in terms of if you're not if you're not necessarily a couple, or yeah. if you don't have access to surrogacy, <laughs> because often when I'm my idea, people are like, "Well, there is something out there like that, or there is surrogacy." And that's not what I'm necessarily talking about. I'm yeah. talking about if if you're alone or you just want to ex- explore things by yourself. Yeah, um, yeah, more on the day to day basis instead yeah. of just yeah. the deep work of surrogacy and therapy. Everybody who's anybody could could be sexual and get their freak on. Get the freak. I love it. Yeah. Get your freak on. Wave that freak flag. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's such that. Yes. Yes. All of that with sprinkles on top of that. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, AJ, for copying on here and giving us the time to to create insight and awareness for everyone out there. Um, I I feel this interview is going to be really inspiring for a lot of people who are searching for you, who are searching for exactly what it is that you're looking for now and before we end our interview together can you share with our audience what who your dream girl is like tell us who you're looking for Um, (laughs) maybe we can help i'm i'm looking for for somebody who is who is very like empathetic Mm -hmm. uh with with a really big heart uh, someone, someone who's creative, um, someone with a with a with a strong sense of self, um, so someone who's uh, righteous but not self righteous, you know. Um, yeah, they love themselves. Yeah, just just like a just like a really big heart and and really creative and 
and and somebody who's open and and not afraid to to be their authentic selves, you know. And um, mm. as as far as like I don't anything physicality, like I like to say, like I love women. I love womankind. So you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not really like into any specific type of race. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for hopping on here. And I just am excited for what you've got going for you, what you're creating and all the the empowering speech that you're giving to this world. So thank you so much, AJ. Oh, thank you. Ella, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you, Kat, so, so much. That was so fun. Awesome. Such a fun intro and um, just so excited to be here. Nervous and all the feels um, to be on my very first podcast ever live. So it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely my honor. I met Ella first in the Create community. And for those of you who've been following me on Instagram, the Create community is a powerful container for classes and and education and community for self-evolvement. And I've been teaching a in-body sex exploration class there weekly. So we dive into all these concepts around sex, around pleasure, around trauma, around the body. And Ella pops in and she is like this bright, <laughs> shiny <laughs> this little sunshine over here, just like spreading all of her wealth of knowledge. And I was really blown away with um, everything that she is up to in this world. And, and of course I wanted you, I poked you, kept poking you. You want to be on my podcast? You want to be on my podcast? podcast?" (laughs) So now we're here. Yeah. Now we are here. We are here. And, and that's the thing is, is we're here. And, um, and I just, I, I love how you, how you shared, um, how, this is our human birthright, right? Mm. Sexuality is our human birthright and our soul's birthright to, to evolve and to expand and to grow and to become our own, our own person, our own person. Because I know as, as someone who has lived with a physical disability her whole life, um, it, it that has always been a struggle right of of who am i mm. who am i not not who am i with my parents or who am i with my family that is what tuning into my sexuality and my curiosity and and my womanness and i can imagine for you because you you have experienced cerebral palsy you were born with cerebral palsy, right? Maybe we start with explaining what that is. Because what what I'm seeing is you stepping into who is Ella? Who is Ella outside of this, Mm -hmm. out of this disability, but also you also own this relationship with it. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. there's something so powerful about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you could share with our listeners, what does it mean to have that, have that relationship with cerebral palsy? Yeah. So, so cerebral palsy is a, a neurological disconnection between the brain and either the upper half of the body or the lower half of the body or both. And I was 
was challenged with this gift right at my premature birth. And so mm-hmm. I, it was due to a lack of oxygen to, to my brain. And so that is what caused that disconnection from my brain to my legs. And so it affects for me personally, it affects my legs mostly. So my balance is affected. Um, I use crutches, forearm crutches to get around as independently as I can. I use like a a, a tripod walker when I go shopping, things like that. As much independence as I can, as I can create and cultivate is really, really such a huge goal of mine, I think for my entire life. And um, this relationship to my, to my disability has been um, one that through my yoga and, and through now this, this new endeavor of pleasure empowerment coaching, I have come to see and connect with as it's a huge teacher of mine. It's, Mm. it's, it's not, it's not, yes, you know, I do need extra help here and there and, and, more so than the average able-bodied person, but it has taught me and continues to teach me, uh, you're not your disability, Mm -hmm. right? You're not Mm -hmm. your label, whatever that label is. Um, you know, it's, it's so interesting what's coming through right now for me is like, it's been my partner in life, you know, um, and, and, and navigating it and welcoming it and speaking to it and with it and being with it while not becoming attached to it. Right. It's, it's like, it's, a part of me, but it's not me. And that's, and that's a huge, uh, life lesson that I've, I've had to come to, um, throughout my journey. Yeah. And what, a, what a powerful lesson for everyone, right? Because how often do we identify with our emotions or we identify with something that happened to us or we identify, you know, and make this as uh, who we are encapsulating mm-hmm. all of us. And then we forget that there's all these different parts of us that make this complex human that we are and yeah. can oftentimes inhibit us from growing, right? Because definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would wonder because of the ideas or the images that people receive in society around what it means to have a disability or have a relationship with a disability, you know, myths and stigmas that might be present for somebody, um, especially when it comes to intimacy and sex. Mm-hmm. How do you, what have you experienced in that realm or what have you experienced from people and what would you like to um, clarify? Mm, yeah, I love um it's I find it so interesting how you're saying clarify. Um uh, it's it's I feel like bring more awareness to although it's it's definitely something that that is continual continuing to evolve for myself. Um it's it's I I don't um it's like, I don't have it all figured out. Right. Like, like experience wise and things like that. Um, but for, for me, I would say the, 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 the biggest stigma that feels true for me right now is going to be taken advantage of. 
right? Mm. That we are going to get hurt. Um, that person, whoever that person is, um, won't know what to do or will want to do something because, oh, she can't uh, fight back or, or, or all those kinds of things. And actually, I would say that I feel like I know my body in such a deeper way than, than people realize. And I think people, there is such uh, you said it, stigma, right? Around, oh, well, you have this physical challenge and, oh, you can't run away so quickly or, or you know, speak up, so to say, so to say. And, and, um, and, and actually, um, I don't know, actually, I feel like, you know, being in that situation let's say it's like I feel like it, it it actually empowers me to be like no like I I you know don't want to do that or yeah I want to try that what the hell like I know like you know let's do this like this is our you know continue or is that a word contingency like you know these these are are you know and it's and like fuel it's yeah. you. You're like, it okay, is. you're going to tell me I can't do this. Watch me. Totally. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, and you really totally. have proven that like you've really mm-hmm. in the work that you've done, because I've seen you speak on, um, wonderlust. I've seen you done interviews yeah. online. I've seen you talk about, you know, your experience with cerebral palsy and your mission for pleasure. And it's like, you have a strong voice and to see Thank you accomplish, you. you know, all these things and keep studying and to become a pleasure your coach where it's, it's like you give people permission to say, yes, Mm -hmm. we are fully capable and more of receiving pleasure and and, in intimacy. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting that you, that, you know, um, you're, you're, in you bringing that up of like, yeah, you're a pleasure empowerment coach and, and, and what, this is something that I, I, did not think that this was going to come through, but it's coming through right now is something that my ex-boyfriend shared with me. He's like, I'm so astonished. And, and so, you know, like, look at you, like you have yet to fully experience the fullness and plethora of, of pleasure with another person and that part of maturity. And here you are like, speaking so excitedly about pleasure and, and being that being empowerment. And I was like, yeah, dude, like I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know, like, you you know, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, yeah. How would you describe what sexuality is? Like, what is your perspective on sexuality? My perspective on sexuality is just being curious and being open and, and having this awareness and, and like playfulness and, and, and like no shame in yeah. in wanting to explore, wanting to experience, you know, um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I did, I didn't know, I really didn't know what, what an orgasm was until I was like 25, 26 and a really good friend of mine who also has cerebral palsy. She and I had a beautiful conversation years ago now. And she was the first person that asked me, she's like, have you ever had an orgasm? I was like, ah, I don't think so, but I don't know. And she's like, oh, you would know. And that was what like sparked this curiosity within me. I was like, whoa, can my body orgasm? What mm. is my body's, you know, expression? Like I know yeah. that my body expresses itself in this way through this disability, right? Through this physical challenge. But now it's like, whoa, what is, how does my body express itself in this higher level of independence, which for me has been sexuality and me stepping into my womanhood and me really going into it. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Do you, what, I guess, what is that like having, you know, exploring your sexuality and being curious about it while also having a caretaker? And you're yeah. talking about independence here. And so I wonder, how do you find that balance or how does that impact? That's a great question. Um, privacy has has always been like like such an itch for me, right? Like, like, <laughs> like it's 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 on the other side of the door, you know, like <laughs> on the other side of the door, like, let me out, you know, let me out. Um, and, and let me be right. I, I, it, it just feels so, so alive for me, this, this desire for privacy and this, this desire, um, for that, because that has been really, really interesting. I think, you know, what really I have come to understand and and connect with is we as people with disabilities whether that be physical or otherwise but I speak to physical because that's that's what I live with mm -hmm. um I had to be intimate with people way earlier than than most people, right? And I don't mean sexually. I mean, I mean, just, just, you know, being comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know, like being, they see you in these yeah, more vulnerable situations. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, and, and, and intimacy is not only sexual, it's, 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 you know, in that way as well. And, and that, that, being comfortable in my own skin, um, never really thought of it like, whoa, that actually, that actually started when I was young. I never saw it as me be, as, whoa, I'm actually cultivating comfort into my own body. And, and not until mm. later on, you know, it's like, well, that's actually what I was, what I was doing was actually learning to be comfortable in my own skin. Wow. Where so many people, that's where they're leading edges. That's where they're growing or what they need to learn is how to be comfortable in their own skin. And for yeah. you, 
because of your lifestyle, it's like, okay, I accept this is where I'm at and you're going to see me in this ultra vulnerable state and I'm just going to be, choose to be okay with it or Mm -hmm. be uptight and tense and and contracted around it. So, and um, so it sounds like it's been a very powerful tool for you in your own sexual evolution. It has, it has definitely. And, um, and, and definitely I have many moments where I'm like, you know, like, oh, man, like you what, know? like what? Yeah. Like, like, or like, I, I don't want help, you know, like I, I don't, you know, and, um, learning that, that, that balance, that harmony of autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, and when to ask for help, you know that that's yeah. that, that's always been on the radar, you know, of like yeah. that balance. How is that with the dating? Ah, oh, with the dating. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know I've been I've been uh, I've been you know I feel like I've been single like most of my life um, as far as as partners go and 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 um, you know um, I you know like I'm single now and and you know it's it's I don't know, it's 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 an, it's interesting because uh because I am very open mm-hmm. and I you know like I lay it all out there and you you take it or you leave it like that's me mm-hmm. you know yeah and- I'm like snap snap I feel you girl I'm like that too I'm like I'm a lot <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Take me all. Take me all or nothing, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. So, so you do have a big personality that's so beautiful and robust and rich. And, and um, does it make it a, a challenge when you have a disability as well? Or how does that play a role? Mm. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. I mean, so I, everyone out there know it doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't because yes, it's a physical thing, right? It's a physical challenge. Um, but it's it's your it's it's it really comes down to like how you want to how you want it to like, I guess you could say run the show of your life. Mm-hmm. And and um no, it 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 actually is is like my powerhouse, if you will, you know, you know, and, and, um, I just, I love a life. I love trying new things. I love meeting people and I miss people so much. Like I, I miss that physical contact right now. And, um, and learning to just like you, you, you had alluded to like emotions and, and learning to embrace those emotions, mm. you know, the joy, the, the, the love, the happiness, but also like the full on, like, can we curse on this thing? I don't hey, know. Girl, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Fullest expression. Go there. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're talking about emotions here. Um, no, like the full on, like 
fuck. I just, I, I'm so frustrated right now, yeah. you know, just, just so frustrated. And, and I feel that so deeply with, with, um, with still living with my parents, right? I still live at home and, mm-hmm. and, and that privacy piece has been like, so such a deep desire of mine because I just, I, I desired to just like, just be in my own space and place and just like fully let it go, you know, and, and fully express myself, you know, and not be questioned and not be doubted and not be, um, are you questioned and doubted? Yeah. Did you, do you receive that? I do. I I definitely do. Not, I wouldn't say in the sexuality realm, um, but, but in, in my life, yeah, I have been questioned and doubted and, and like, I just, I, you know, I feel it because I'm a very, very emotional, sensitive person. And Mm -hmm. so I feel it. And, and it's, it's again, like fuel, right? Like it actually is a motivating factor for me of like my frustration, my anger, my mm. pissed offness, right? That is actually such a fuel for me to keep going and to, and to keep forging my own path um, and not be, uh, you know, kind of like, Oh, why, what, you know, who, you know, um, yeah. You know, to prove wrong, to, to, to replace the narrative around what it means to be a sexual person with a disability. And yeah, there's a lot of, um, Oh, can you, and, and should you, right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, all of, all of that. And it's like, you know, what the hell? Like, why not? You know, we're just like everybody else, but just physically more challenged and that's okay. And like, Hey, who knows? Maybe we're, maybe uh, I am more flexible. I don't know. You know, like when I tap, you probably are (laughs) some people. (laughs) And it's, it's not really, it's not, the physical flexibility, right? Mm. It's, 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 it's the, it's the, what's coming through for me right now is like, it's the life flexibility. It's, it's the heart flexibility. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, that curiosity. I keep coming back to it, girl, but it's that curiosity, just being curious and, Mm. and, um, being open and, and yes, creating boundaries and all of that. And, and being in your full expression of you and, and trusting that whatever is coming through, whatever is coming through, whether that's through your voice, whether that's through written word, whether that's like whatever is coming through in that moment is meant to come through and, Mm -hmm. and learning to not, um, judge or shame you know you know like oh what Mm -hmm. what I'm feeling this like I want to experience that what like uh, welcoming that because that's part of the experience and the and the 
you know, breaking through, but not attaching to it and actually feeling through it. So it's like, how do I want to feel something so beautifully that I learned through create, you know, through the create premium platform and, and, and Adam Roa, amazing, amazing brother, you know, just like, how do you want to feel? And, um, I want to feel alive. Like I Mm. want alive. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel playful. I want to feel like my own person, something, something, something that, that my, my dear dad says to me so many times, you know, he, he's like, be your own, be your own. And I really have learned to like, feel into that. Like, yeah. Like, what does that mean? You know, like in, 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 in my own context, right. Cause sure. in the context of cultural conditioning and family conditioning, it's like, Oh, be your own. So that like, no one's going to take advantage of you. Right. Oh, but wow. you know, so that's where that came from. But in, for my own growth, it's like, yeah, I want to be my own more and, and, and more based out of not so much based out of fear, but one based out of pleasure and what feels good. Not totally. Yeah. I see that life is to be explored and played with and journeyed through. Um, and, uh, deciding full force like yeah you know what um I don't know how I'm gonna do this like financially but I'm gonna figure it out and I am going to do the year-long 650 hour plus tantric institute of integrative sexuality by Layla Martin I love her so much yeah that was huge. Like that was such a pivotal, pivotal moment for me Mm. to, to dive in, not again, you know, like not having yet fully experienced, right. The, the, the deeper mature, mature part of life of womanhood of adulthood of sexuality like you know I have yet to fully experience that oh maybe like our sexual experiences the the potential is infinite right and I think coming back to what you've said earlier where you it sounded like you were really defining for people sexuality for you is more of a way of living in this world it's a way of connecting feelings, connecting (laughs) with the body yeah and so I see that in you Mm -hmm. so helping other people to redefine what sexuality is too totally and 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 it's also for me it's tuning into this part of of life right because this is such a huge part of life sexuality Mm -hmm. and expression in that way um really for me was like a huge like whoa my challenges, my, you know, the, the disconnection, right. From my brain to my legs is like, I want to help people and women and men and any people, um, reconnect to that, like reconnect to that is the connection piece. That is 
that is how I'm learning. I am learning because we are always learning to, mm-hmm. to, to connect to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So I may have this disconnection between my slower connection or disconnection between my brain and my legs, but in this new realm of, of curiosity for me, like that, of, of, of sexuality, that is the, the, the connection piece. So to, um, as we're coming to the end here, I would love if you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our listeners right now about, uh, those, of, those who are curious about their sexual journey, or maybe perhaps those who are also having a relationship with disability and haven't quite, um, been able to embrace it as you have. Mm. Well, the thing is, is I'm always continuing to embrace it, right? It's, it's, I'm, I'm always embracing it. Um, So I'm not at the finish line of it by any means. And um, I'm always learning. And Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I invite, I invite the people, the listeners to, to, um, to be curious, you know, just to, just to be curious, like, you know, how does my body feel even just, mm. just, just, just like, um, stroking it and, and, and touching your skin or, or, um, or looking at yourself in the mirror, like, you know, how does my body look and, and, and learning to, um, learning to cultivate that acceptance that's like that's 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 such a challenge right and and um uh and and like invite yourself to to like I don't you know for me like when I bought my first toy I was like oh this is so fun like what you know a vibrating Mm -hmm. necklace uh yeah it actually is a necklace that you can wear out on a date I have have yet to Mm -hmm. do so (laughs) you know um yeah like like you know just go for it you know go for it just have fun for it and be playful yeah yeah Yeah, I feel that embrace accept (sighs) yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes thank you so much for all these little wisdom bombs that you've given us today yeah um everybody can find you at your website and that is ella my last name is uh, Wojtowicz, W-O-J-T-O-W-I-C-Z.com. Um, and so we'll put all of that in your show notes, in the show notes, awesome. so you all can find her. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much for joining me, Ella. Oh, thank you so much, Kat. This was so fun. Want to hear a couple air out their dirty laundry? talk about taboo topics, and share their hot takes on what's happening in the world? Well, OK Babe is the perfect podcast for you to get a glimpse into the unfiltered lives of Kelly and Connor. They're passionate about squashing shame and having honest conversations about what's happening within their relationship and how they navigate communication and sex. It's explicit and raw, and they're ready for you. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe now. 
lovers. Thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy.